March 26th, Luke chapter 7, verses 11 through 35. Soon afterward, Jesus went with his disciples to the village of Nain, with a great crowd following him. A funeral procession was coming out as he approached the village gate. The boy who had died was the only son of a widow, and many mourners from the village were with her. When the Lord saw her, his heart overflowed with compassion. Don't cry, he said. Then he walked over to the coffin and touched it, and the bearer stopped. Young man, he said, get up. Then the dead boy sat up and began to talk to those around him, and Jesus gave him back to his mother. Great fear swept the crowd, and they praised God, saying, A mighty prophet has risen among us, and we have seen the hand of God at work today. The report of what Jesus had done that day spread all over Judea and even across its borders. The disciples of John the Baptist told John about everything Jesus was doing. So John called for two of his disciples, and he sent them to the Lord to ask him, Are you the Messiah we've been expecting, or should we keep looking for someone else? John's two disciples found Jesus and said to him, John the Baptist sent us to ask, Are you the Messiah we've been expecting, or should we keep looking for someone else? At that very time, he cured many people of their various diseases, and he cast out evil spirits and restored sight to the blind. Then he told John's disciples, Go back to John and tell him what you have seen and heard. The blind see, the lame walk, the lepers are cured, the deaf hear, the dead are raised to life, and the good news is being preached to the poor. And tell him, God blesses those who are not offended by me. After they left, Jesus talked to the crowd about John. Who is this man in the wilderness that you went out to see? Did you find him weak as a reed, moved by every breath of wind? Or were you expecting to see a man dressed in expensive clothes? No, people who wear beautiful clothes and live in luxury are found in palaces, not in the wilderness. Were you looking for a prophet? Yes, and he is more than a prophet. John is the man to whom the Scriptures refer when they say, Look, I am sending my messenger before you, and he will prepare your way before you. I tell you, of all who have ever lived, none is greater than John. Yet even the most insignificant person in the kingdom of God is greater than he is. When they heard this, all the people, including the unjust tax collector, agreed that God's plan was right for they had been baptized by John. But the Pharisees and experts in religious law had rejected God's plan for them, for they had refused John's baptism. How shall I describe this generation, Jesus asked? With what will I compare them? They are like a group of children playing a game in the public square. They complained to their friends, We played wedding songs, and you weren't happy. So we played funeral songs, but you weren't sad. For John the Baptist didn't drink wine, and he often fasted, and you say, he's demon-possessed. And I, the Son of Man, feast and drink, and you say, he's a glutton and a drunkard, and a friend of the worst sort of sinners. But wisdom is shown to be right by the lives of those who follow it. God hates a coward. God hates...
hates a coward. Proverbs 21 and 8 says, But the cowardly and the unbelievers, murderers, the sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in the lake of fire, which is the second death. God wrote that I didn't. Who leads the list of that ragtag mob? The cowardly. Look at your spiritual forefathers in the faith. Moses with a shepherd's staff invades the royal court of Pharaoh. Pharaoh who's considered God on earth who has the most mighty army that any nation ever assembled together. And he looked him in the face and said, let my people go. He was not afraid. Look at David, the shepherd boy, bringing a swing. And David and, da and Goliath is coming against him. And David looks at him and said, you come to me with a sword and spear, but I am coming to you in the name of the Lord. Duck Leroy, here comes an exceeding head rake you're not going to get over. Jesus, he's in the garden of Gethsemane. He's praying. 500 Roman soldiers come from the Antonian fortress to arrest one Jewish rabbi praying in the garden. Think about that. 500 battle-ready Roman soldiers to arrest one Jewish rabbi praying with 12 sleeping disciples. They said, we seek Jesus of Nazareth. He said, I am he. And they fell on the ground like dead men. Jesus was no coward. I want to tell you something. Jesus lost his life at Calvary, but he didn't lose the fight. God will give you only what you're willing to fight for. Satan attacks you because you're God's child and he hates God's property. Satan attacks you because you're the light of the world and he's the prince of darkness. Satan attacks you because you're the truth and he's the father of lies. Satan attacks you because you're a soldier of the cross. You're anointed. You have the word of God. You have covered by the blood of Jesus Christ. You can take the sword of the truth of God and attack the gates of hell. You're a threat to him. Whenever you roll over in bed, every devil in Bear County gets a migraine headache. That's why he hates you. And for those of you who name the name of Christ, Stop allowing Satan and his demonic goons to, to destroy your marriage. Put on the whole armor of God and fight back. Quit allowing him to attack your health. The Bible says by his stripes we are healed. Quit allowing him to attack your finances. The Bible says God will rebuke the devourer for your sake. He will make him give it back to you sevenfold. Stop allowing the devil to rob you of your peace because Jesus Christ is the Prince of Peace. Stop allowing Satan to rob you of your joy. In his presence is the fullness of joy. Do you want it? Then fight for it. Do you want it? Then fight for it. Psalm chapter 68, verses 19 through 25. Praise the Lord. Praise God, our Savior. For each day he carries us in his arms. Our God is a God who saves. The Sovereign Lord rescues us from death. But God will smash the heads of His enemies, crushing the skulls of those who love their guilty ways. The Lord says, I will bring my enemies down from Bashan. I will bring them up from the depths of the sea. You, my people, will wash your feet in their blood, and even your dogs will get their share. Your procession has come into view, O God the procession of my God and King. As he goes into the sanctuary, singers are in front, musicians are behind. With them are young women playing tambourines. Praise God, all you people of Israel. Praise the Lord, the source of Israel's life. Look, the little tribe of Benjamin leads the way. 
Then comes a great throng of rulers from Judah, and all the rulers of Zebulun and Naphtali. Summon your might, O God. Display your power, O God, as you have in the past. The kings of the earth are bringing tribute to your temple in Jerusalem. Rebuke these enemy nations, these wild animals lurking in the reeds, this herd of bulls among the weaker calves. Humble those who demand tribute from us. Scatter the nations that delight in war. Let Egypt come with gifts of precious metals. Let Ethiopia bow in submission to God. Sing to God, you kingdoms of the earth. Sing praises to the Lord. Sing to the one who rides across the ancient heavens. His mighty voice thundering from the sky. Tell everyone about God's power. His majesty shines down on Israel. His strength is mighty in the heavens. God is awesome in His sanctuary. The God of Israel gives power and strength to His people. Praise be to God. Proverbs 11, verses 29 through 31. Those who bring trouble on their families inherit only the wind. The fool will be a servant to the wise. The godly are like trees that bear life-giving fruit. And those who save lives are wise. If the righteous are rewarded here on earth, how much more true that the wicked and the sinner will get what they deserve 